Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, but it is a very, very special Tuesday episode. For the first time in Locked On Titans podcast history, I will have a Tennessee Titans player on for an interview, and it is none other than outside linebacker and special teams ace, Ola Adani. Adani sits down with me for about five minutes discussing his big moment in Seattle, adjusting to life in Tennessee, and his expectations for his role increase going forward with Bud Dupree set to be out for a few weeks. An awesome interview with Ola Adani coming up first. But after that, we are going to talk injury updates for the Titans, and I will end the show with a Rollins rant on Ryan Tannehill. So a special Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, we are going to dive into a one-on-one interview with Tennessee Titans player Ola Adani. Before we do, want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked on Titans podcast, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You're going to find the Locked on Titans podcast there and always for free. Also, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. Follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans for all of my film breakdowns and film clips. And check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. But with that being said, let's dive into an interview with Tennessee Titan Ola Adani. All right, so I am excited to have on uh, uh, one of the. One of the more reliable and and really impressive players on the Tennessee Titans this year. Special teams ace, edge rusher, Ola Adani. Been having a a fantastic season in his first year with the Tennessee Titans. Really excited to have him on the Locked On Titans podcast. Uh, Ola, first and foremost, how are you doing this weekend? How are you feeling getting ready to go into a, uh, a Week 11 game against the division rival Houston Texans? Man, I'm good, bro. I'm living, bro. You know, trying to survive out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that, man. Well, I actually wanted to ask you about surviving. So, taking a look at kind of your career snaps so far this year, you're only about 70 snaps away on special teams from a career high. You're already past your career high on defense. I would say you've been, you know, making some of the biggest contributions on the team in multiple different levels. How have you been able to kind of play some of your best football on special teams and defense and, and kind of stay healthy throughout the season? Um, you know, I, you know, coming in, I kind of knew what, what I was coming in for. Um, you know, they wanted me to come in as a special teams player originally. And then, you know, with the opportunities that I was given, uh, I made the most of it and, you know, started getting some reps defensively. So, um, you know, I'm just doing the minor things, just trying to stay afloat and then, you know, just keep my body upright and stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've been doing a great job of that. And speaking of kind of the opportunities, unfortunately, we did just recently get news about, you know, Bud Dupree, your guy going on IR. So he's going to be out for a little bit. Big opportunity for you to step up, kind of take advantage of those opportunities. What What's kind of your mindset knowing that, you know, it's next man up and, and you got to 
kind of take Bud's place for a few weeks and, and really go out there and, and, and help the team? Man, honestly, it ain't there ain't no replacing Bud. You know what I'm saying? That's a one of a kind talent right there. And um, right. you know, can't wait to see my boy back and healthy, fully, fully up and running. Um, but in the time being, it's always next man up, regardless if he was on IR or if regardless of who it is, it's always next man up mentality and um, you know, just keep playing the same, keep doing the same things that we've been doing, you know what I'm saying? Um, just keep striving and keep winning. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited to see, you know, the increased opportunities for you. Obviously, early in the season, had some of those, were able to make some big plays, thinking about, you know, Seattle. Uh, what was it like kind of make, making such a big play late in that game? That I mean, I know it's a team effort. That's obviously the answer. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you kind of won the game for him, man, and it should have been a safety anyways. But what was kind of your feeling after that? You know, new team, you're trying to prove yourself. A little, well, maybe not prove yourself, but you know what I'm saying. You're trying to just show what you can do to the new guys around you. What What was that moment like? No, for sure, man. It was a, it was a great moment, bro. You got to understand, that was my first career sack ever. You know what I'm saying? Um, first career regular season sack, I should say. Um, so, you know, it was a great feeling, bro. And and my emotions was all over the place. And, man, I at first I thought the game was over. Um, but you know, when they told it us, been. <laughs> but when they, when, when we saw the game was, I just had to, you know, just kind of keep myself calm and collected and then, you know, just keep playing hard to, to win the game. But, you know, it was a great feeling. Uh, it was great to, to, to be around people that, you know, enjoy that and just to enjoy with them, especially, like I said, being with Bud too, you know, coming from Pittsburgh, being able to celebrate with my boy from, from, from way back is, is, is love. Yeah, I think it's probably kind of crazy, you know, obviously the NFL, the business side, you're well aware how that works by now to have somebody like Bud who you've been around. It's pretty rare probably to to have somebody you can get close with and, you For know, with sure. everything going on. But I kind of wanted to ask you about that next. Obviously, uh, you've been playing great in all of the different roles that you're asked to do so much for this team that maybe some people don't realize how important, you know, a player like like you can be. But the guys that you're you're playing with, you know, Simmons having a great year, Harold Landry, you know, guys like Tar, even Naquan Jones, the Rook, man, having having some pretty good moments. What's it like to be a part of this excellent defensive line that obviously you have a, a lot of contributions to? Man, it's it's great to be here. Um, it's you know the little nickname has been going around the little tickle monster little thing, but um, I gotta get your take on that, man. Like I know that you said you were okay with it, but Jeff pushed back on it. I mean, what's the actual sense of that in the locker? <laughs> But I ain't gonna lie to you. We we ain't never talking about that. To be honest with you, we know we <laughs> know what package we got out there. We know the, the guys that we got out there. We don't need no nickname. You know what I'm saying? We right. we just get a ball, and you know it's something fun for the fans to do. And you know it's all love. You know what I'm saying? You know y'all go ahead and keep going crazy with it. You feel me? <laughs> but uh, nah, we just kind of go out there and get the win every week, man. And that's just the mentality we have. Well, you guys have been doing a great job of that, obviously, going into this Week 11 matchup. Only two losses on the season, tops in the AFC. I guess, what's what's the confidence level in the locker room? I know that you guys play one week at a time, not asking for anything like that. But, I mean, do you feel like this this team really can beat anybody in the NFL on any Sunday? Man, as long as we prepare and, and we, we, we take care of our business, we got this. We got this little model, this little saying, and um, you know, I heard it from KB, and KB says it best himself. Um, we're not trying to prove nobody wrong. We're just trying to prove ourselves right. Um, and if we keep that same mentality going into it, man, we'll be good. We, we should be able to beat anybody. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. Well, Ola, I want to get you out of here with kind of a fun question. So, Chef Elon did a little video for the Titans YouTube channel, and she mentioned that you yeah. happen to be one of her favorite guys. So, since she is, you know, working in the cafeteria, all those people are so important to what the team does on the field. But what for is sure. your go-to meal when you go in the cafeteria? What is, like, the number one food? You're out of practice, you're done lifting. What's the number one thing that you're looking forward to eating when you go in there? Man, honestly, they be switching it up every day. So it's like, it ain't even no, when you, it's, they switch it up every day and then something will fresh. So I'm just looking forward to just going in there and see what they got for the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to be because I know it's going to bust. You feel me? Hey, well. I'm with you on that. With Thanksgiving right around the corner, I think uh, everybody's probably with you and ready to eat. But Ola, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. You're actually the first uh, first Tennessee Titans player to actually come on the show. So thank you very much for that, and uh, good luck. Hope you can stay healthy and keep performing and take advantage of these opportunities that you're going to have. I personally think that you're a pro bowler on special teams this year. And, you know, if people aren't seeing that, then I just tell them to turn on the tape. I watch you stonewall a guy on punt coverage last week against the Saints at the line of scrimmage, man. It was great stuff. So thank you so much for coming on, and hopefully I can talk to you again in the future. Appreciate you, Tyler. Appreciate you having me on. Glad to be the first one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. Thank you, Ola. fans we are going to continue this tuesday edition of the locked on titans podcast discussing some injury updates coming out of week 11 before we do want to thank you guys again for making the locked on titans podcast your first listen every day i sincerely hope that you enjoyed that interview with ola adani he has a fantastic personality he's made some big plays for the titans this year not only on defense but also on special teams, and he's going to have to continue making plays for the Titans now with Bud Dupree out, but we're going to talk about Bud Dupree in just a second. Let's start our injury updates here, talking about probably the biggest injury coming out of the weekend, and it's A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown got hurt twice during that matchup against the Texans. He left the game early with a hand injury, came back, and then ultimately left again with a shoulder injury. And we were worried about that. I don't know about you, but but I definitely was. That's why I'm going to throw a wee out there. There was collective concern for A.J. Brown coming out of this game. He was wheezing on the sideline. It did not look good. and It was a relatively, I mean, it was a hit on the sideline, but it didn't look like a jacked up level hit or anything like that. But the way that A.J. was, you know, gasping for breath on the sideline, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm going to say that about 100 times, guys. I have no medical background, no medical information, just things I'm seeing. When I watch this, you look at A.J., and I'm thinking, did he puncture a lung? I mean, is it is it a ruptured spleen or something like that? The way he's, you know, didn't look like he was in any immediate outside physical pain, but it looked like he was having some problem with his lungs. Now, a lot of you guys who have more medical information than me and, and medical knowledge are saying uh, it could be, you know, broken ribs, uh, could be a, a sprain in the shoulder somewhere that affects the neck and the collarbone and, you know, your pectoral area and all of that that could have made him have that reaction. I don't really know. But we did get an update from Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network about A.J. Brown on Monday. This is the exact tweet. Quote, Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown 
who left yesterday's game early with a chest injury, had negative x-rays on his ribs, sources said. He'll have more tests today, and those can sometimes show more damage, but promising early returns and tweet. So, I, I know that that's not what we want to see. We don't want to see A.J. Brown hurt at all. But just just the note there, but promising early returns. No broken ribs. That's a great start. Now, of course, sprain in the shoulder, uh, bruised lung. There are a ton of different options that could come out of this. And like I said, I'm not a doctor, okay? I I don't have any medical information. I'm not pretending to. But that's good news. No broken bones, nothing like that. Hopefully, positive reports continue coming from A.J. Brown. Here's what I'm telling you. The Titans cannot win football games without Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, or Julio Jones. They have to have at least one of those guys out on the field to be a game-breaker for the offense. If all three of those guys are missing, the Titans will lose every single game that all three of them are gone. Period. They will lose every single game if they don't have at least one of those players out on the field. This is a, a XFL practice squad offense without one of the elite game-breakers that make this offense go. That is that is what this offense is built on. You get solid play from everybody, and you have Henry in the backfield, you have A.J. Brown, and those guys make big plays. And Julio was supposed to help with that. If the Titans don't have any of them, the offense is a college-level offense. It's despicable. That's the way that the offense is set up. The Titans don't have an elite quarterback that just makes plays all the time. And I'm going to finish today's show talking about Ryan Tannehill in the disrespect that he's receiving from his own fan base. It's obnoxious. It's out of line. But with that being said, Tannehill is not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. He's not not those guys. So he's not going to be able to lift up this practice squad group of weapons that he has to deal with right now. Now, I don't want to get too far into the Ryan Tannehill conversation, but the point is that the Titans are without A.J. Brown against the Patriots already being without Julio or Derrick Henry. They can't win that game. Uh, You can crush me. You can old takes expose me. I don't care. That's how I truly feel. So this is great news for A.J. Brown. Hopefully he'll be able to play, but even with this positive news, I think it would still be a shock to see him against New England. But moving forward, the hits keep on coming especially at wide receiver, Marcus Johnson pulled up lame with that. Clearly, I'm not a doctor, but clearly a hamstring injury. He's gone grabbing at his hamstring, took his helmet off right away, walked back to the sideline, ruled out immediately. I don't need to be a doctor to tell you guys that he has a hamstring injury. He's not playing next week. He's probably going to go on IR for three weeks minimum, probably a month with a hamstring strain or pull or tear. At worst. So that means that going forward, the Titans are going to be without their top three wide receivers. Cam Batson tore his ACL earlier in the year. That's going to leave them with Des Fitzpatrick. Oh my God. Oh my God. He was responsible for at least two interceptions and other blunders out there. The dude has no clue what he's supposed to be doing. Probably why he got drafted and then went straight to the practice squad and hasn't been able to get called up. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. The Titans took a wide receiver in the fourth round and traded two picks to go up to get him for a guy who couldn't learn the playbook in since April. What what are we? You know, what is that? Seven months? 
Still has no idea what he's doing to the point where Tannehill has to literally scream at him on the field. Do you know what's going on? There's videos online of Tannehill going up to him on the bench like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So, the Titans starting wide receiver does another playbook. Great. Uh, Nick Westbrook-Akina, who's just fine. He's just fine. I mean, compared to what the Titans are going to have out there, I mean, Jesus, he's great, but not great overall. Uh, Chester Rogers has survived, but man, Chester Rogers has been a middling to practice squad wide receiver his entire career. Without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones and Derrick Henry, Chester Rogers isn't going to do anything. He's not that good. So, Dez, Nick Westbrook-Akina, and Chester Rogers are your starting wide receivers. They're going to have to call up Mason Kinsey and Cody Hollister. Cody Hollister just got back on the practice squad last week. Time for Machine Gun Kinsey to really make some plays, I guess, then. Uh, yeah, Marcus Johnson has been injured his entire career. He's always had talent. He just can't stay healthy. And here we are again. He's He hasn't been healthy for maybe a little bit of a, what, a couple of games during the season? Oh, man, it's frustrating. And then, this is really concerning, especially with the Patriots ahead. An injury to Tier Tart. And, again... I keep giving the caveat because I don't want you guys in my savages in my YouTube comments to blast me, but a lot of people online are saying it looks like a sprained MCL for Tyre Tart, and that would keep him out probably a month, maybe six weeks at worst. I see three to four weeks being put out there. Again, I don't know for certain. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. Three to four weeks when the Titans have already had a ton of injuries on, on the defensive line, especially at edge. I mean, whew, man, they are just stacking up on the Titans in a record-breaking fashion. And then finally, Bud Dupree was placed on IR over the weekend. Everybody was mad at me about five weeks ago, six weeks ago, when I said the Titans were lighting money on fire with Bud Dupree, but, I mean, he's going to miss half the season in his first season. Whether it's actually being out of the game or playing one snap and then not playing the rest or being active but not playing at all. I mean, the Titans gave Bud Dupree $35 million guaranteed over two years. That's what his contract was. Two years, $35 million. That's the reality. And you're, I mean, the Titans are basically wasting $8.5 million for half a season of Bud Dupree that he didn't play. One-fourth of the money that you gave Bud Dupree is literally set on fire because he can't play. Because you signed a guy to big money contract after he tours ACL. I mean, that's a risk. That's a big risk. Um, but I will say, when Bud Dupree is out on the field, the Titans play better. The Titans' pass rush is significantly better just from having him out there. Because replacing him and what comes on after him isn't necessarily you know what you want out on the field. And that brings me to Ola Adaini, who we just spoke with. He got banged up in the game as well. And Ola is a great situational rotational pass rusher. He can do that in a ro rotation. But asking him to absolutely grind on special teams and then come in and rush the passer and be effective as well. And now with Bud out, he's going to have to have an increased role. And instead of having Danico Autry in the middle, you're going to have to put Danico Autry on the outside to play edge. You're going to have to have Murchison on the outside to play edge. I mean, not only Ola, but Joe Jones... The other outside linebacker just got placed on the COVID list on Monday. Ah! 
What is going on? Joe Jones just played in that game yesterday. If he got diagnosed positive with COVID, do we think that it's likely that no one else around him got it? I am worried. Oh my God, I am worried. I can't help it, guys. I try to just be positive all the time, but I'm concerned here. This is nuts. This is insane. I really don't know. I mean, Roberson is back. He played four snaps on defense in the game. What, Dylan Cole is going to play outside line? Nick DeZubnar played some outside linebacker yesterday. Oh, dear God. Make it stop. Turn injuries off. But either way, that is your injury update. Uh, I'm going to finish the show with a little bit of a Rollins rant on the Ryan Tannehill discourse that I've seen all over my Twitter account all day Monday. Before we get into that, though, it's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football, and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. They have more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all your sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to their new updated website on your desktop or mobile device. Sign up for free today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKED ON. Once again, one word. Locked on gets you a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up at betonline.ag. It's not just football, though. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all their amazing offers. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, they are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this special Tuesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast with a little bit of a Rollins rant on Ryan Tannehill and the conversation around him following that game on Sunday. First, want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. I hope you guys did enjoy that Ola Adaini interview. He was fantastic. Hope to have more Tennessee Titans on here as we continue doing the show. My name is in the locker room now. They know about me. So hopefully that means we can get some more Titans on here in the future. Uh, But then talked about the injuries. Not as fun of a conversation, but uh, an important one nonetheless. Uh, We're going to finish with this Rollins rant here, but I just want to thank you guys again and and remind you to subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. As for Ryan Tannehill, I know that he leads the NFL in interceptions now. I know that he threw four interceptions yesterday, and that was awful. I get it. I really get it. I do. But the discourse is lazy. Okay, here's what it is. Let, let me let me go back. Let me go back to a, a tweet that I had on Monday, and I think this really encompasses the moment. No matter how well Tannehill plays, no matter how many games he wins or comebacks that he orchestrates, people are always going to be searching for ways to put him back in the box that they had him in when he was in Miami. One really bad game does not validate. Your outdated opinion. That is the basis for this conversation. So what happens is is people are lazy. 
And the first bit of analysis that they put on your name is what they're going to think you are for the rest of eternity. These people who hate on Ryan Tannehill, who underrate Ryan Tannehill, even when he's playing well, are the same people that thought Ryan Tannehill was a bum when he played in Miami. And what they don't want to do, because it requires effort, it requires uh, intelligence, it requires a little work, it requires some introspection, it, it requires some accountability, all things that regular people do not like to have. These people see Ryan Tannehill play one bad game and they're like, see, I told you, he's bad. He was bad in Miami. He's still bad. It's just lazy. They don't want to take into account all that he's done since he's been with the Titans. Been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL. Led a top five offense two years in a row. Led the Titans to an AFC championship game. Led them to their first division title and first home playoff game in over a decade. He is at the top of the league in efficiency over the last two and a half seasons. He is at the top of the league in comeback wins, in fourth quarter victories, fourth quarter comebacks, game-winning drives. He has beaten the Chiefs, the Rams, the Ravens, the Bills, the Patriots. I mean, all the guy does is win for this team. He is the best quarterback in the franchise's history besides Steve McNair. And God forbid Ryan Tannehill ever got the Titans to a Super Bowl. You look at the numbers, he might be better than Steve McNair. Now that would take a lot more to do, but he's the second best quarterback this team has had since they moved to Nashville. And everyone who wants to put him back in that box that they put him in, in my, while he was in Miami is just lazy. Ryan Tannehill has been playing this season with one of the bottom five pass-protecting offensive lines in the NFL. They have been garbage. The Titans have already given up more sacks this year than they gave up all of last year. He has had, for the most part, practice squad receiving course. Julio's been out a ton this year. AJ's been out a ton this year. And even when AJ plays, every game he leaves hurt for a little bit. Every game. Jeff Swaim is his number one tight end. He's throwing to Michael Pruitt. Now he's got to play half a season without Derrick Henry. Terrible pass-protecting offensive line. Practice squad and could-be-retired running backs. Practice squad wide receivers for most of the year. Low end and pr Michael Pruitt, the Titans didn't even want him back. They got him off San Francisco's practice squad before the season. Ferkser, we romanticized Ferkser, but Ferkser is just a guy. Ferkser is the third tight end on a team, not the first. What Ryan Tannehill has done this year, getting this team to 8-2, and two, has been amazing. No, no, Ryan Tannehill, like I said in the last segment, no. He's not Pat Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. No, he's not those guys. He's not elite but he's in that second tier, and he may be at the low end of the second tier behind Dak, behind Lamar, behind Kyler. He may be behind Matthew Stafford. But he's right there at the end of that tier. One bad game against the Texans where two of those interceptions were a, just an absolute scrub, practice squad wide receiver making the wrong plays. 
throw into Nick Westbrook, Akina, and Des Fitzpatrick, Chester Rodgers. I mean, if you look at what the Titans had out on the field after AJ went out and after Marcus Johnson went out, no Jeff Swain. You got Tommy Hudson, Michael Pruitt, Anthony Ferkser, Dontrell Hilliard, Deontay Foreman, and Adrian P. All of the running backs were on the couch a month ago. On the couch, like me or like you. Michael Pruitt, Tommy Hudson, Anthony Ferkser, who? We know who they are, but give me a break. Look at the rest of the NFL. The wide receiver core. Nick Westbrook-Akina, Des Fitzpatrick, Chester Rogers. They're probably going to use Mason Kinsey, Cody Hollister. That is by far the worst group of wide receivers in the NFL. That group of skill position players, those 10 names or 11 names I just went through, are by far the worst in the NFL. Along with a bottom five pass protecting offensive line, Todd Downing, who you guys kill Todd Downing all the time. I get it. I'm not there. Todd Downing's just fine. But he's not Arthur Smith. So a, a mid-level offensive coordinator, a terrible pass-protecting offensive line, and the worst set of skill position players on offense in the entire NFL, and you guys are going to use that game to throw dirt on Ryan Tannehill and go back to the lazy analysis that you've been riding with since he left Miami? No, sir. I'm not here for it. I am considered one of the more pessimistic, I hate using the word, but negative voices in the Titans community, I tend to lean on the pessimistic side by nature. It's just who I am. But if I am here to tell you, calm down on Ryan Tannehill, he's fine, then maybe it's worth listening to. Maybe it's worth believing. The, the discord on Ryan Tannehill is out of control, and it's just a bunch of lazy people who wanted to put Tannehill back in the box that they've had him in since he left Miami even though he does not fit in that box. You just want to be right. You just want to be right about your Tannehill analysis, even though you are blatantly wrong. No, Ryan Tannehill is an elite, but he's the second best quarterback in Tennessee Titans history. And I'll be damned if half the fan base is going to all of a sudden turn belly up on him because of one game with a freaking practice squad set of offensive players. Get out of here with that. Tannehill will be fine if the Titans put a real NFL team around him, which they will try to if people get healthy, which God knows that may never come. I don't know. Either way, I'm upset, but I hope it was a good episode for you guys. I really enjoyed it. That's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.